Good day to you, sir. Good day. Good day, mate. Good day, mate. How you doing, governor? Fire the missiles. It's a trap. Is it a trap? I don't know. It could be. It could be. I don't know why. After uh, after you said good day, mate, made me uh, think of the, the end of the world video that used to be on E-Bomb's World. I, I don't remember. Oh, that was a great video. Fire the missiles. And then California's like, fuck this. I'm going to hang out with Australia. <laughs> okay. When you say end of the world, the only thing I can think of is uh, is the actual song. And then when... Uh, this is the end yeah. of the world as and we know it. It was like 92.3 when they were... Sh- one of the one of the channels around here when they were shutting down and they were changing... They were flipping the format to... Then they flipped it to jazz. Uh, and so the alternative station just played that song on loop from beginning to end of their last day. That is ridiculous. <laughs> that's, uh, I remember being at the outdoor pool, swimming around, and that's all that they were playing. And no one changed the goddamn station? <laughs> I'm sure someone changed it eventually. Retards. Uh, anyways, I'm Tom. I'm Sam. And we're Geeks with Issues, and this is Geeks with a Podcast. Yes. So how are all you fine fans doing today? Oh, I can't hear oh. you. Oh, well. I say, hopefully they're not fans. Hopefully they're people. Fans? They could blow air at us if they want. They could. But... That'd be I, feel, I don't want hot air blown at me, though, so I'd, I'd rather them not. How do you know it'd be hot air? I've never met someone with, who would, could blow cold air at me. Have I suppose you? if you like put an ice block in front of your face and you blew it, it would, it would chill the air as it came at me. You just haven't been far enough north or south, then? I feel like they would still have an internal temperature that's warmer than the... But once that moisture hits the air and then it freezes and it hits your face. Mm. And them subarctic temperatures. Yeah. So it is possible. <clears throat> Well, so what has uh, been going on in our geekery this this last week? Well, we played a couple. We played a game of 40K, and then we played a game of Kill Team. Yes, 40K Kill went, Team came out. Both of those games went uh, interesting and yes, well. Yes, very interesting. Um, they were good games. Yeah, much better for you this time around. <laughs> yeah, they were. Uh, the match of the true 40K um, that was that was a fun one. Yeah, it I, went to the wire. There's a point there where I, I thought I was kind of screwed and i wasn't sure and then it turned around real quick and i was like okay well there's a chance here let's see what happens yeah i love playing my huge uh stompa model for the orcs huge robot he just goes around bashes things but he's a huge target he has he has 40 yeah. wounds on him and everybody hears that and they're like whoa what the fuck because things usually have like 12 and he has 40 but when you focus fire things it's not that bad no not that bad at all no i mean it, it did take till turn five to take him down it did but you took him down and you won. It, yeah. You tabled I mean, there, me. It, it, um, I did table you. I had to table you. It was the only way I could win. <laughs> there was no other option. This is true. Um, yeah, because we were playing, essentially we were playing capture the flag, and whoever had the flag at the end of turn five won. Um, and did I get it first? Yeah, I think I got it first, and then you got it after that. So I, I got it with the gargoyles. You murdered yep. the gargoyles. Um, and then... I blew up your jeep and your guys got out and I killed some of them, but the uh, the shaman and war boss, war boss, made it to it and then I murdered them. Yeah, they, as well as murdering your bubble cannon in the back. The bubble chucka. Yeah, I, I didn't even have you roll for that because uh, it 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 just was overkill. <laughs> well, I, well, I murdered that and then you had the little units. You were like, yeah, don't even bother with the leftover units. You're gonna murder all of them. I said, okay. If you wanted to try, you could have tried. I wasn't going to argue it, but you opted. You opted. They're goblins. They're little grots. <laughs> the amount of attacks you had there between a Marlock or no, tri- uh, Trigon, Trigon Prime. Prime. They, they, those two models look exactly yeah, the Trigon same. Trigon Prime, um, 
Gene Steelers. Ten Gene Steelers. And uh, Lictor. a Lictor. Yeah, you, you were going to kill five rats. <laughs> I mean, that's the assumption. Uh, maybe you would get really lucky and roll, I'm guessing, sixes for some of the stuff. I had some negatives in there, so if yeah. I did make the wound rolls, you uh, you were definitely going to be dead. You anything but twos to wound them. Yeah. Or anything but ones. So uh, you you would have it would have been nasty. Yeah. yeah, I was just uh, you know if you want to try, you said no. I said okay, cool. So yep. I didn't bother that, and then uh, and then we went back as I moved everyone towards the center of the map to where the <laughs> where the target was still at because it never moved. Yeah, no, it stayed right in the center of the map it, yeah. the entire time. Yeah, it, it, I got it. I died. You got it. You died. And then you put Champa there, and then I surrounded him. Yep, uh, and he he just stood right on top of it, kept that uh, objective, and then he blew up. Yeah, he did. Well, didn't actually blow up. He didn't do any damage to you, but uh, he went bye-bye because yeah. uh, he, he had zero wounds, and when you have zero wounds, you, you go bye-bye. Yeah. It was sad. I cried a little. But that was the longest, like, he, he's last on the table. No, no. He maybe had a, he's he had a lot to, of he saves. To turn five. He did have a lot of he, saves. He did good. He did really, you had some really good rolls with saving him. Um, And then you uh, you put your suicide squad right in front of my swarm lord, so I couldn't get away from them. Yes. It wasn't worth me trying to back the Swarm Lord up until I got rid of him. Yeah, I, I dropped out 20 boys out of the Stampa, and they just charged the Swarm Lord, and I, they didn't end up killing but, him. No, the, Chompa ended up yeah. killing him. Um, you, weren't, you weren't initially going to. I was like, you can do it. They're going to die one way or the other. Yeah. And, I was like, and you're like, oh, wait, yeah, no, that would stop him from getting back at Chompa. Mm-hmm. I should do that. So initially, I, I, if I wouldn't have said anything, I probably could have gotten, got my Swarm Lord up, up to Chompa again and gotten the kill. But I was like, I mean... Well, that's debatable because yeah. you almost killed you turn one too. You did, and then I found out you found your rule. That, yeah, and I'm like, oh, you know, you didn't do this. He's still alive, right? Yeah. And you're like, oh, yeah, no. yeah. You pointed that out. Yeah. You found that for me. I was like, because initially you murdered him, and then we realized that there, he has the uh, the blade parry mm-hmm. um, plus which, one to his save in melee. Yep, to the invuln save, and so he has a plus three either way, which uh, saved him quite a lot. Oh yeah, it, it made no. a big difference. It made a huge difference in that game. Um. But yeah, if I if you hadn't caught that, I, it would have been a completely different game. Oh yeah, yeah, the game would have went went south pretty quick. Yeah, would have. <laughs> uh, my artillery, my, my small little artillery squad did a, did a pretty good job. Yeah, they did. They uh they did good this time, and the you, pyrovore actually did something. Yeah, he did. I he, I, I rushed him into the yeah, he center was, to get to get a couple of kills. Like you're doing something. You don't care if that you die. Didn't do shit last time. Actually, <laughs> I, did something. I, I, you never got a melee in. Um, but he did get a regular attack in a shooting attack, his uh lava, his fire spurt or whatever it's called, and then uh, you murdered him, and then he put a shit ton of damage on your guys from the murdering. Yeah, because <laughs> there's four wound rolls, so four rolls for the uh, the acid or whatever is his splash damage from being attacked. Um, he didn't he didn't uh, hit their version of explode. He didn't do so. I didn't have that, but he still put a lot of damage even in his death uh, because of the melee attacks. Yeah, those death throws. Um, but <clears throat> yeah, it, it should be interesting when you feel the new army now too. Yes, because uh, it was your birthday, and I, I don't feel like singing it a third time. You don't want to sing it a third time? And not not after uh, going to the gym today. <laughs> I'm tired today. Yeah, I'm tired. But uh, yeah, you got some new pieces to field, and then you ordered some new pieces to field. Yes, you got me. You open. you've jumped the rabbit hole. I did. You're you're fully in the rabbit hole now. You're immersed. I am. I am. I am very much immersed. Um, I've sw- I switched gears. So when I first got my army, I had a really good ground game. And I knew that. And then I was like, I should probably get a flying game. And then I realized 
I don't need a flying game. I need an artillery squad. If, as long as you can shoot it, yeah, it'll go down. Right. And and every, all my artillery stuff is high damage stuff. And uh, the unit you got me, along with the two that I got, all have a, a have some lovely skills to them. So you got me a Tyranifex. The Tyranifex, which looks fucking awesome. They are sweet models. <laughs> they they have big um, anal rectal guns. Is that what it is? It's called a rupture cannon. But rupture I cannon. decided I, I'm debating on whether or not I want to paint it to look like look like an an asshole. <laughs> it it kind of does look like an asshole. It's a little sphincter that you shoot out of. Well, a long sphincter. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> You don't want to rupture your ass, so no, it makes sense. If he ruptures all. that ass, it's going to hurt. You know, it's got like a 48-inch range on it. Yeah, yeah, that it's always a good thing. It's Four feet. Heavy three, and... It shoots think, three times. Yeah, and I think it has a D3 damage. And uh, I think it, it may have been... It's either D3 or D6. I, I was going to say, don't think probably D6. If it's, it, it's sounding like a LAS cannon type deal, um, but with more uh, shots. Essentially... He can stand way in the back, and if he just if he doesn't move, he gets an extra. He gets to fire all of his weapons a second time. So he gets to go boom, boom, not just boom. Yeah, that's 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 bad. It is. The more dice you can throw on the table, the more everything just helps. Right, and then the the exocrines, which are the other two units I purchased, um, similar thing. I think they have like a thirty six inch range, but if they don't move, they get to fire all their weapons a second time, and if they don't move, they get a plus one to. I think it's their hit roll or something. They get they get a plus one to something else. Um I forget what exactly maybe it's their attack roll or uh-huh. something. But they they have an extra plus one. So they're gonna be even better. Like I've 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 realized I, because of the way I created that last team, I was like artillery squad. And then I you got you I was looking at the Tyrant effects, I was like, those extra cranes look really good, and then I was looking at the Tyrant effects again and I like went through his option, I was like, Oh, that rupture cannon's really good. <laughs> It'll be fun. Um It'll be fun to use. So once I get this new army fielded, we'll we'll uh, we'll see what happens. I want another shot at your your uh, Tau. The Tau gun line. Yeah, yeah. I was uh, starting to build up what I would do at a two thousand point list for that one. So mm-hmm. uh, it'll be interesting. I think it'll be gun line versus gun line and see how this works. Essentially, well, yeah. I I, I think that's what we're gonna do. Gun line on gun line. Let the better gun win. Yeah. And at least I'm well. You're shooting dick cannons. I'm shooting lasers. Yeah. Oh. Laser beams usually win. Yeah, you know. I mean, I got fucking acid and biological warfare. Acid sperm coming out of your dick cannons. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> yeah, that, that's uh, why the fish people are fighting you. The Marines don't want to deal with that. <laughs> well, the Marines the Marines already dealt with it, and they, they haven't been doing so well. Yeah, no. They took it up the ass <laughs> in uh, our kill team game. Yeah. Our well, kill the kill team, team game was really good. Really close. It was really close. It was another close one. Um, so in that case, um, we decided you had already played one match, mm-hmm. and so, yeah. so well. First off, what Kill Team is is it is a new squad based uh, Warhammer Forty Thousand game. It is a standalone game. It plays mostly like Forty K, but there is enough nuances to it to really change it up and actually make it even more tactical. Um, and it's squad based, so you only have ten. To 20 well actually five to 20 models um some kill teams only have five models they're they're elitist others like orcs can fit up to 20 models and just rush you and hope that uh they do whatever they need to do before you kill them all off right but uh yeah, so we we decided to go an elitist route because i was building a team and like i 
built what I thought I wanted, and I realized how few models I had compared to what your last game was. And I was like, oh, I should probably rethink this. And you had talked about doing an elite game, and I was like, I'm fine with that. That's kind of what I already built, so why not go with it? Because I didn't have that many models on the field. Yeah. I think I had six. Yeah, you had six. I believe I you had, had seven. seven. Either I had five and you had six, or I had six and you had seven. You had one, yeah, had one more than me, um, just do the way they broke the breakdown was. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, so it killed me was really cool. So how the game works is instead of like normal 40 K where you do, Oh, person who went, goes first, always goes first in movement. Then first in shooting phase, first in all those phases, second person goes second in all of them. Um, well, how it act or well, no, you, you do your movement phase, then you do your shooting phase, then you do the subsequent phases. Then the next person gets to do all theirs. How kill teams work is at the start of every player round um, or every game round, uh, the players roll off for initiative pretty much. And uh, roll 2d6, whoever gets higher, goes first for that game round. And so they will move all their um, models first. Then the next player moves all his models. Then, depending on the actions that you do in your movement phase, because uh, you could like ready a character, so like it, it gets more like back to RPG combat where it's like I'm readying an action, so when this happens, I can react to it. Um, and so you can ready characters to shoot in the shooting phase, and they will get to go first in the shooting phase. But everything after the movement phase, instead of one character doing it all, or I should say, uh, one player doing it all and moving it all, shooting it all, it alternates. So I shoot, then you pick a model to shoot, then I pick a model to shoot, then you pick a model to shoot. And it really takes away from what we've seen in 8th edition of turn 1 being just this, oh my god, you killed half my fucking army turn 1, and I didn't even get to go yet. Yeah. Uh, and I like that. I like it a lot. It does create some issues where, say, someone charges into you. Um, you now have the other player, because charging is in the movement phase, mm-hmm. um, instead of after all the other phases. And so now you run into the risk of, okay, I'm going to charge into someone in my movement phase, but then it's their movement phase. They can fall back out of that. And even though that model falls back, all the other models can shoot that model that charged, and that charge was worthless to the player number one. Right. But it does mean if you have more characters that can charge into a lot of models that can shoot, if you force everybody to fall back, no one can shoot at you. So it there's weird nuances, and I'm really excited to play it some more to see exactly how it's going to play out but i think it is relatively balanced right now yeah. I, I, uh, what you just said was probably my my biggest complaint mainly because i'm a tyrannid player yeah but, and you charge um, and but charge. if you go second but, yeah if i go yeah. second i do get I, and, and me and you talked it out and by the by the end of our conversation i went all right i guess it kind of makes sense mm-hmm. i i you know i can see it a little bit there uh and then we had there's <laughs> there's uh the tyrannid tactic that uh, apparently is causing issues in the community. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so so I and I, I initially I immediately caught this because I'm looking at it and I'm reading this this uh this tactic and it, and if you spend what's a, a command point to do it, you can pick a pick a, pick a model and tell it it's going to make a move and then it can make another move. It says it can make a move and then make another another move. move. And so I was like, so does that mean I would be able to charge on my second move? Yeah. And it doesn't specify what type of move. Now, yeah. in the rule book, now it moves does, but it does specified. Like, but it does specify you cannot shoot. Like so yes. you get these two movements, 
that that model cannot shoot now. And, and it has to roll for a mortal wound if you roll a one. Yeah, so it cannot shoot, so there's one negative, and it could possibly hurt itself or kill itself right. if it's a one wound model. Yeah. So there's a second negative, but it says you can make a move. Now, yeah. when you read the rules, all the movement rules in Kill Team have special names. So a normal move literally is stated in quotations like a normal move is called a normal move. So if you could only do a normal move, it would say you can only do a normal move because there's another tactic for another yeah. army that says you can only make a normal move. It's either an army or a specialist. Type yeah. Thing. Or uh, you can only make a normal move or advance. So you couldn't charge. Yeah. So that clarifies that it would say that if you couldn't charge as a tyrant. Yeah. So I don't know. That was my argument. It was like, I've read enough of their stuff that says like when they when they don't want you to do something they, they specify they, what yeah. you can't do, and so I was like that's why I started asking that, uh -huh. and I, I started poking some holes and a few things here and there just to yeah and we talked it through it we came we yeah. came to the conclusion pretty quick um our buddy looked it up online and yeah the uh, the overall oh, community is very torn yeah. on the wording of it <laughs> and uh, so it, it's one of those things it, rules as written are very ambiguous sometimes and just go into the games. Agree with your partner, like, hey, there's this weird rule. What do you agree with here? Let's let's get this taken care of before right. the before the well, game. I'm saying then we we had like a conversation of it as well, like because of where the the objective marker was, I could have moved one of my units back up against the wall, and technically I'd be within the three inches or whatever mm -hmm. I need to be to to claim it. And I was like, now it's my unit, and I'm like, I don't think that that to me doesn't make sense because. He and can't the, see it. He can't see it. And in the like in regular 40k, you can move through models. So in that case, or you can move through walls. Your models can move through walls. Um, so in that case, I would say yes, because you're able to move through walls. In kill team, you're not. And because you're not allowed to move through walls, you're not a, you're not controlling an objective if you're on the other side of the wall of the objective. <laughs> um, and then even in the case of like one of the walls had a hole in it. It was a small little hole. I was like. He could shoot through that hole. He cannot claim anything through that hole because he can't walk through that hole. Yeah, and and so that's where the rules get a little ambiguous because it just says if you have a model within two inches of the objective or more models than the other player, you control it. Right. But there's no, what if you don't have line of sight to it? And yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Certain certain things to me, just through, whether it's thematics or just basic other things, I don't <laughs> like that. Even in like um, like Call of Duty sometimes, you can claim an objective when you're sitting on the other side of a wall. I'm like, that's kind of bullshit because, because you're not there. You're not actually claiming it. You can't claim something if you're not, if you're, if you're on the other side of a wall. Yeah. Uh, just my, my personal opinion. That's why I, I argued uh, against doing something like that because it just, it doesn't, it doesn't sit well with me. Understandable. And overall though, I, I got to play more games. I only yes. played two games and the, the first game was kind of butchered of shit. I'm just going straight into 40 K. Like I started shooting with everything and I'm like, fuck, I did this wrong. Redo. Just put models back on the table. Just redo. Redo yeah. everything. Because, I mean, I'm so used to playing this game. Right. And then I play a game that's almost exactly like it, but the 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 phases are They're different. different yeah. And it's like, oh, shit, I got to just stop and rethink this. Um, but I think I have it down. And I think I have the two sides of my head now working of yeah. this is Kill Team, this is 40K. Let's say our game, obviously our, game's being, our game being the second one you played, went a lot smoother yes. uh, in comparison. And... In playing that, even I was able to like I was able to, to question a lot of things, which helped us learn it uh, because we we went to the book, went to the community, we talked amongst ourselves, and we were able to figure out what we thought was right. And I'm sure some of this will all change in the yeah. you know, next few weeks or month or whatever. And then 
just in the process of playing it, getting the idea of what the gameplay was like, I, I finished that that thing and I looked at you and I went, I I don't think I can ever play that, that team again because it just it doesn't make sense for this game. Because it was an elitist team that I had that just... I, I think it would make sense for other missions, maybe. Maybe. It, it, that was a tough team. It was tough oh, to yeah. take out. Yes, they were um, resilient. But even even my, my Termagant, who only had one wound, was resilient because of the rules. And you had to think about it. Like, I had to change up my whole tactic from... So we played... There's two objectives on the field. One in Tom's deployment zone, one in my deployment zone. Um, kill team, we played it on a 24 by, like, a 48 inch field because i don't have the three by three fields yet and so um i'm playing marines he's playing tyranids marines shoot better and tyranids get up in your face and kill you better and i have to get into his deployment zone to get an objective and on a 24 inch wide battlefield because we were playing long ways Mm -hmm. um trying to get past that force with the marines i started moving up turn one then turn two i was like well, it's, it's a, a fucking you, joke. I gotta sit here and just keep you off my objective. You rushed my my warrior, yeah, or the gene stealer. You rushed the gene stealer because my my warrior. They're coming for in. me, guys. They're coming they for me. You might hear that. You might hear that. Oh, you know. oh no! Oh no! There they go. They're coming to take me away. Oh no! Ha ha ho ho! Yeah. So you end up rushing one. You end up rushing like my gene stealer. So my warrior count comes in and rushes rushes that guy too. So I had two people on him. Yeah, I, I just took a scout sergeant and went right <laughs> up in there. He went up right up in there with his chainsaw, like, yeah, motherfuckers, vroom, vroom. And they went, yeah, motherfucker, <laughs> chop, chop. <laughs> <laughs> chop, chop, real quick. Um, yeah, that. Uh, so that took me down immediately, one model out of my seven models on the kill team. So I'm, and then I'm I running focused, six. And then I, I focused my sniper, well, what essentially would be my sniper on your sniper. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was able to remove him. It took a few, took a few turns, but I got rid of him. And so uh, you were... You were at that point. You were down one model because I already started down one yeah. model, and uh, and then you started picking up. I mean, at that point, we went back. We started going back. You cleared two more off my field, and we went back and forth on some stuff. But I did have some really resilient models just due to the fact that I had multiple wounds. Yeah, because I was running a uh, a couple of specialists. Because so in kill team, you have your your team. You have a leader, and he has a special ability to help you generate more command points per turn. Um, then you have up to three specialists, and depending on what type of faction you're playing and what unit you're playing, they get to take a certain type of specialist. So I was playing a Space Marine tactical gunner, and I gave him the heavy specialization so he can move and shoot heavy weapons with no penalty. And then I gave him a heavy bolter, and I ran my leader up alongside of him with a piece of war gear that gave him a bonus to shooting. When I remembered to do it. Because yeah. <laughs> you had to call it out at the beginning of the phase, and I'm... I'm very strict on myself. If I don't remember to do it, I won't allow myself to because I need to remember to do it, so I need to punish myself. I was running him up, and he was getting—he was starting to clear out things and whatnot. And then I ran him back because you were rushing me, and I'm like, if you hold my objective, I can't get to your objective because you're melee. You're going to fuck me up. I can't get past you. You're just going to turn around and rip them apart. So I just need to table you. And, oh, got, got very close. Yeah, you got very close. And had I probably have not... Well, you had to, you didn't deal with that the warrior that was in the back too, but I moved my lictor right in front of the gene stealer that was holding your objective to give him cover, to give him cover, and to essentially force you. I mean, you killed my leader because of it, but it was also the last turn. So I was like, this just makes the most sense. Yeah, if I sacrifice the leader and I still win the match, I win the match. It was smart to do. Um, and uh, so that's what I ended up doing to to kind of help secure that. And so you wasted at least two shots on him. 
Oh, yeah. And then... And then I had two shots left for that Gene Stealer standing on the objective. So if I cleared him off, it no. would have been a draw. Yeah. It would have been a draw because you still had that Tyranny yeah. Warrior that we agreed that even if he was on the wall, right. he didn't see yeah. the objective. So I had two shots on a one-wound model. I failed it. I just failed it. I whiffed, and yeah. the game was over. And my first two games of Kill Team were failures. Yeah. But like you said, I feel like it was a, a, a good a good game because there's a lot learned in it. Yeah. And there was a lot oh, of yeah. understanding it, it was made. Fun. And I immediately made a second kill team that I, I put in more units and I was like, this is probably gonna make more sense. Yeah, and I read up more on the campaign. Um rules and I, I think it'll be fun to run a campaign, level up your guys, mm-hmm. give them some experience and uh just go through like we we have enough people in our group to uh yeah. at least run a four man campaign, if not draw into some of my buddies from the community and uh, run up to a six-man campaign and just have have a great old time. Yeah. We got a lot of terrain. We got a lot of shit. Uh, we could have fun with this. Kill Team. Kill Team, I think, is going to open up a new a new era of uh, 40K. That's good. I enjoy it. It'll give me give us something else to play rather than just regular 40K. Exactly. But I will enjoy still playing regular 40K and learning that. Oh, yeah. Game. I love 40K. Like, nothing will replace well, big-scale battles. But um, well, like we were on the on the way back we, uh, from the adrenaline monkey place, we were uh, talking about 40k, and I, I brought up like it'd be cool. We could actually we could roll off for like if we have enough units to make two armies, we can put them on table and essentially roll off to see who gets what. And you could end up with a real shit army, you could end up with a real good army, or you could end up with two balanced armies. Yeah, um, it's always cool to play with randomization. So. And I know, still that, options. I know there's previous editions that did things like that, like the uh, the Chaos Path of Glory. So I, I could probably find rules of how they did the army picking and modify them for 8th edition. Okay. And uh, I think we're going to have to get some Kill Team Battle Reports in, because I think that'll be a good step for us to get some Kill Team Battle Reports, get them out there, mm-hmm. learn how to edit those real nice and well, mm-hmm. and then move up to real sure. 40k Battle Reports. Yeah. Uh, so if you guys would like to see some Battle Reports, let us know. Um, what matchups would you like to see? What type of missions? Uh, give us some feedback. Are you interested in that type of stuff? Definitely, yeah. Um, it make it we can make it a little bit more engaging that way. If you, if anybody out there wants to give us that kind of feedback, yeah. And if anybody out there plays and wants to join and be on battle reports or be on any of that stuff, we can figure that out too. Yeah, we're we're down for that. We we just like to have fun. Yeah, that was the point of the channel. Geeks to... just like to have fun. All right. Geeks just like to have fun. I don't even know if I'm going along with the melody to that girls like to have fun song or whatever. But I, I'm just I'm just letting it happen. Yeah. Uh, I feel like we need to remix that and have that be the intro. Do it. Do it now. I'm gonna find a way. <laughs> gonna find a way. I think I know what our intro is finally gonna be. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But yeah. Um it'd be a lot of fun to do something like that. Oh to yeah. To try that out. Uh we we did record one. Well, you put you, you took some of the stuff and made it a uh, a community video out of it. I'm not. I, oh, oh, I thought you really, did. I didn't release that yet. Oh, okay. No, no. Our uh, our talk about the lictor popping out and licking licking sphincters. Oh, you didn't. Uh, you didn't want that in there. No, no, no. I just <laughs> didn't release it yet. Okay. I uh, I cut it. I I just need to do that. I forgot about okay. that. Just I thought throw you, it out I there on Facebook. So we we did record a we recorded one of the 40k games we played and then. Uh, like a while ago, yeah, just because we wanted to see if we could get some good angles and what we could do with it, uh, and then I, I also wanted to learn how to cut something like that, so I did a quick job and had Sammy look it over, and he was talking about uh, releasing one of the videos. So maybe at some point you guys will see 
a random 40k Snippet. match that we did. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it'll be much of the match or more of our banter back yeah. and forth. Uh, still, it's something. That, that's what makes uh, 40k battle reports, well, the back and forth banter of the game. Yeah. It well, it's like our very first match. Um, my hive tyrant has, he's he's now permanently, I cannot not give him, the, give him this. He has a bone sword and a whiplash. And the very first game we had, it turned into the, not just a bone sword, but a big black bone sword. A big black bone sword, <laughs> the BBBS. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, when I finally get to painting that model, he's going to have his bone sword and whiplash and his bone sword is going to be painted black. It's just, it's going to happen now. You got to um, do it. So yeah, every time I, every time I play him, it's, it's what he has. I don't care if it's the wrong thing to do. It's what's going to happen because it's just mandatory now. Just, just. Don't stick it up any little. Oh, I'm gonna babies. shove it all up in all of your whatever you're playing, whether it's your goblins, your marines. Don't do that to the baby grots, though. Or they're cute. They're the the little, cute little green things. Yeah, they were they were cute, and they were so cute. The lictor did what the lictor did. <laughs> you didn't even want to roll because you didn't want to see it happen. Yeah, no, I didn't want to see it. I didn't want to imagine the lictor <laughs> licking them. It, it, it would have been green and slimy and oh. all bad, all bad. <laughs> I no. <laughs> some fun 40k in the last week yeah and and some more to come yes um while we're on the topic of tabletop gaming somehow in amazement the legendary underdogs greenleaf bandits <laughs> are moving on in the playoffs <laughs> i am in the semifinals, and if i win this game i go into the championship <laughs> of the northeast ohio <laughs> blood bowl league i don't know how the fuck that happened <laughs> I played the best team that had no losses yet this fucking season, <laughs> and I raped them <laughs> two to nothing. Well, they started raping me in the second half. Uh, I literally only had like four guys on the field <laughs> at the end of the game, but I, I was just running the ball past them. Every time the elves, like, so elves are very tricky, dodgy, like I've said before, and I have elves that can jump over people, dodge out of their square and run. Every fucking jump and dodge I had to do, I succeeded. Everything I needed to do just succeeded. It it, it, it worked. I, it should not have, and it worked, and it was great. I had all the rerolls I needed when I needed the rerolls. I used all my money to make sure my team was prepared for the game, <laughs> so I have, like, no money going into the semifinal. Well, no, I take that back. I earned, like, 50 more gold or 50,000 more gold, so not that much. Um, But I'm not going to have much money going into the semifinals, so hopefully uh, the other team's value is way higher than mine so I can buy some star players and put them on my team because that's what's great about Blood Bowl. Once you get to the game, you see what the other person's team value is. You see what your team value is. You take the difference, and you buy inducements or their star players. So they're these pretty much uh, Hall of Fame players that will be hired onto a team for the right amount of money. And if you have enough amount of money, you can hire them into your team to put you up to the level of the other team. That way, it's not an unfair game, even though Blood Bowl is just a fucking unfair game. <laughs> it's not fair. Sorry, Matt from Chainsaw Diaries. I feel bad. <laughs> I saw him post on Facebook about how he had a great weekend. Like Some people were contacting the Chainsaw Diaries, which is a 40K podcast, okay. um, a local one about like doing live streams at other game stores and things like that. And then uh, his second part was, but the rest of the weekend wasn't so great. I, I lost a game. I had no business losing, and now I'm out of the championships. <laughs> I'm like, oh, man, I feel bad, but I don't feel bad because this is great. Right. Like at one point, he forgot to, like when a player goes down, you have to stand them up mm -hmm. and to move them. Otherwise, they're down. And if you say your turn's over, your turn's over. And at one point, 
we were sitting there for like a minute of silence because I looked down and on my side of the table, away from him, there's one guy that he forgot to pick up. And it made a huge difference that he forgot to pick this guy up too. And so he didn't say he finished his turn. So I'm just sitting there for a minute being respectful and all that because Matt's a great guy. I don't want to like be that asshole who's like, all right, you're finished, right? You're finished, you're finished. Okay, I'm going. So I waited like a minute. And then I clarified, oh, did you finish your turn? He's like, yeah, yeah, I did. And then I moved my guy around that. He's like, fuck, you were waiting for me to pick him up, weren't you? I'm like, yeah, I'm sorry. We're in a playoff game. I didn't want to tell you. He's like, no, no, I completely understand. I fucked up. And so there was a couple of last couple of games that's happened. The other person I'm playing just forgot something. And I I won because of it. This time I didn't technically win right because of that. But that helped me get in that second Sorry. touchdown to solidify that I was going to win unless he killed all my players. Okay. So uh, I guess I'll be updating you guys once again <laughs> on what happens to the Greenleaf Bandits. Will they move on or will they not? I mean, I was going to switch teams <laughs> next season, but if I make it all the way, I like, or even, even if I just get to the championships and I lose, I think I have to keep this team, right? I, like <laughs> Quentin quick hands. He's my catcher. Yeah. And he's been, yeah, he's leveled up like four times. He has 31 experience points. And like you get three experience for a touchdown, um, one experience for a successful pass and things like that. So 31 experience points is fucking legit <laughs> to get 31. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I kind of kind of want to bring him on and keep him on and whatnot. But then they age, too. So if I use them in oh, another yeah. season, they'll age. Or if I don't use them for another three seasons, he might be too old for me to use later on okay but i'm definitely going to keep them written down for myself so one day i will play the greenleaf bandits at home again just not in this northeast ohio league <laughs> fair enough uh but yeah so that was exciting that's cool and then uh speaking of exciting i'm i'm i've got some adrenaline pumping <laughs> I, uh, um, you, you've got some ice healing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, uh, I, I got some some ankle swelling. <laughs> ankle swelling. I, I got some. Uh, I feel like my muscles are swelling. I'm getting swole, yo. Getting swole. Yeah. No, we didn't go to the gym today. We went to the Ninja Warrior gym today. We went to uh, Cleveland's new Ninja Warrior gym, Adrenaline Junk or Adrenaline Gen- Monkey, monkeys. not an Adrenaline Junkie. It's, it's a place for Adrenaline Junkies. Yeah. But uh, like the dude who. It was pretty much following us around. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's no, cool. It's cool. Sta- yeah. I mean, the staff there, they're pretty sweet. Like, we were the only four people there pretty much. Well, after okay. there was a couple others. There was like eight people there total. Like, the kids left after a little mm. while. And then there's two girls going around and two guys going around doing the uh, courses and whatnot. But, like, there's like 10, 15 people working there. So, like, the one guy just hangs out with us the entire time yeah. and shows us how to do things. Like, hey, there's a giving a lot here. of hints and stuff. Yeah. Um, but, man, that shit is hard. That that shit's intense. Like going, oh, yeah. like doing the rope to rope to rope thing. Not so bad, depending on the situation. But doing those overhand monkey bars where you have to take the ring off the like nub, yeah, and then put it onto the other nub, and then take your other arm off, and, yeah. and uh, holy I made fucking it, shit! I made, it, I made it to the transition, and then I I just I couldn't. Yeah, I didn't make it through the transition on that one. Um, but I had a, at one point I had a decent, um. Uh, strategy down for it i was loud as hell when those, when those uh the rings came down on the bar but it worked yeah i mean uh, you were getting it and you had the momentum going and yeah, then after you told I, me to just keep with the if, momentum if you if you swing back and forth and you move your arms with your swing like you you have to get the 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 moment the momentum and the uh the ability to like the technique down 
So the momentum will carry you, but if you can move your arms with your momentum, you can bring your your arm over onto that next ring. And it's kind of especially since you're going on an incline up. So you're moving you're moving over, but you're also moving up, and you have to be able to just swing and then put the next ring in and then swing and put the next ring in it. So if you can do that, you can get pretty far. And then I stalled out at the very at that transition and I couldn't make it over. Oh yeah, that transition was hard. Uh, I've I've watched enough Ninja Warrior that I, I've I understand how the how the things are done, supposed to be done. I haven't done them, so I don't have the exactly. technique. That was the only obstacle we did better than the worker there. Yeah, no, <laughs> he, he uh, did so like the, two the or salmon, three. The salmon ladder. Oh, yeah, no, we did do the salmon ladder better than him. We got the technique down after yeah. a while. I, I I took it and I, like you and uh, JT had tried. JG JG had tried, and um, I was like, I I want I gotta do this, and so I I managed to do it. And again, I've I've watched enough um ninja warrior and then they, they did on arrow a couple of times i knew the 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 gist of it apparently this one wasn't the best made one but i managed to get my first try i managed to get two ring two rungs up before i uh before i fell and i did also hit myself in the face with one of yeah. those so but. and and i don't know even if if it really is one of the more harder ones like fuck yeah, yeah. or not well designed well, ones yeah. making it harder i'm i'm happy with yeah. that cuz i got two mm-hmm. a solid two in and then i would lose my grip trying yeah. to get higher yep but yeah so and, anyone who doesn't know I, I didn't even think about explaining this salmon ladder what it is is it's think about a uh, pull up bar and it's not attached to anything there's just slots on the wall that it fits into so you got to pull up your arms and pretty much the technique that I found is you have to do a pull-up to the point where your elbows are below your chin and your neck. And kind of like at your, your pecs or your nipples or whatnot. And then at that point, you have enough strength and potential energy built up in your arms to pull your body up while at the same time pulling your arms out, reaching up and putting it into the next slot like three inches above the one before yeah. and climbing up this fucker. Holy shit, is that hard? Yeah. Holy shit! It is. It is tough. Um, it, it was one of the more uh, draining things you you can do in in those courses. It feels very rewarding when you can actually get that mo- that that technique down to yes. get in. And, it, and there are different ones. Like you started doing it a different way. Yeah, so I, I was doing it the standard way, and then you started you brought your hands in and started doing it the other way. Yeah, so I faced my knuckles inward towards me, like so my fingernails like inwards. Up. I yeah, chin up because I was able to pull the bar out and like round it up i don't know it, it just it made yeah. more sense for me to do it that way and i was able to get it much easier right. and much better that way and there and i was one of the things i was trying to explain to you is they've so you have the the salmon ladder but then you also have a reverse salmon ladder so there's there are other versions of oh where that it would thing. be on the other side mm-hmm. holy shit so you're that. so you're you're pushing away and bringing it in uh rather than rather than going i think i could do that this way so yeah yeah or so, with so the opposite way yeah so rather than uh coming towards your head and going up you would go away from your face to go up in, in that one. And so there there are other there are other ways, other setups for those things. Um I dude, I was I, I love the Ninja Warrior stuff. Oh, I haven't so watched it in a while, unfortunately, but when I used to watch it a lot. Like I used to I I started watching it when um well when I started watching it was you had uh G four, I think it was yes. the, was the channel was they would show the when the Americans would go to uh japan to do it and this was like strictly just japan this was before american ninja warrior where they had like good yeah this was before american ninja warrior before the trials where people would do the stuff in u.s and then they would send a team to japan and then eventually they just had their own u.s one um and i I remember watching that just being in awe of what what these people did and i i am 
being able to go to this gym and try some of that stuff, I actually was able to do, I mean, so I was able to do some of the stuff, maybe not in like the full sequence, but the fact that I was able to get up the smaller, well, I guess it would be considered the medium wall there, but the smaller yeah. of the two walls, which I, I think that smaller wall is usually like the size of the first warp wall that they do in trials and stuff. Yeah. And the fact that I was able to make it up that was super impressive to myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, the salmon ladder making as far as I did on the rings was, was impressive to myself. And then the spider jump, I have, it took me two tries. Uh, well, it took me, it took me more than two tries, two tries where I was actually in the spider jump. Um, I did, I think I tried, I think I did one, one other try where I, um, I didn't make it, I didn't make it in to plant my one foot. So I didn't make it far enough in to make the plant, but then I did another jump and I made it in and made it across. Yeah. Um, and do you think that higher vert wall, that would probably only be a medium vert wall in Real Ninja Warrior, right? The higher one? I wasn't sure because I... Th- I mean, I was having trouble with it, but it I, then not, I was able to do it three times. It, it it may not be quite as high as their their higher one. That I was done. wondering because it was Cause high. They, they've had some. I, I can't remember what sizes they. They've had a, a couple of different iterations. You'd say that was at least ten feet, right? Probably ten feet. Yeah. Yeah, because it it was probably about double my height. Well, and double my height would be six feet. So I'd say ten feet, four feet above my head. I don't know. It, it was tall. It was tall, and um. So first, I went and tried to do it. Um, they have a, a obstacle course leading up to it where you have to uh, jump on the pretty much rocks, left, right, left, right. Yeah, the, the quad step. Yeah, the quad thing. step, yeah. Um, and then you have to jump on a balance beam, run across that. Mm-hmm. Then you have to jump onto a mini uh, climbing, climbing wall, wall uh, jump over that, which that was the easiest yeah. part. You could, you I fucked it up two yeah, times. Like, I, you I could, slammed you, into the yeah, wall. Yeah, if you, if you do it right, you can just jump to the the thing pull yourself over and roll off yeah uh, or jump off whatever because the other side has like a repelling rope but you don't you really, really don't need, need to repel. and uh then you have the vert wall and i was able to get the vert wall three times um once while doing the full course twice when just trying to do it i was able to get the mini one mini one wasn't too bad for me but uh that tall one it, it was just evading me for a little bit yeah and then uh the guy I... <laughs> gave me some tips after he saw me try it a few times and it really, you got to have a long stride. Even though you're running at a wall that's about to go inverted up, yeah. you need to lengthen your stride, not mm-hmm. shorten it, tilt back, and then throw your upper body forward. And then you just grab onto the top and you're like, holy fuck, I just did it. Yeah. And like the first time I did it, I was like, oh my God, now I need to pull myself up. I did it. <laughs> right. I'm so, like, oh wait, I'm not done yet. So when I made it to the small, the, the way that's set up is there's a taller warp wall and there's a smaller warp wall like immediately next to it. And then there's a sm- even smaller warp wall off to the one side where you can kind of just do the warp wall and practice on there. So I did that. Um, that the medium one is what I refer to it as. I did that one. Um, I managed to make it up there on my first try. I ran up and I I missed with my right hand, caught it with my left, and the initial thought that I had was, "That's my weaker arm. I'm gonna fall and this is gonna hurt like fuck." Yeah. And but I managed to grab on and pull myself up. Um, it was a bit of a struggle for me to get to, to make it up, but I did it. I made it up and I hit the buzzer and I was very proud of myself for managing to do that. You did well. Did well. Um, uh, I think we all surprised ourselves yes, with I what think, we could yeah, do. Yeah, I think we all did. Because I went to CLE Play, which is another more kidsy type oriented one, but they have the same type of deal. Um, and I think that they do it better here at Adrenaline Monkey. The people are definitely more personable. Mm-hmm. Um, they're they're really down to earth. Like their staff is great there. Um, but 
CLE play just seemed too much like a jungle gym area. And okay. just every kids running around everywhere. Here, go play here, go play here. They had a couple of different things. Like the one notable thing I did at CLE play that they didn't have here was you could go and climb up this pretty much mast and then stand out on a plank. And they had a bar that you could have the guy down at the bottom push out this far, pull close to you. And you had to jump and try to grab it. And uh, I jumped, I grabbed it with one hand, and I just fell. And I don't know, it, it's just scary. Like, oh, yeah. You're, you're like 20 <laughs> feet in the air and committing to jump to this monkey bar. And if you right. don't make it, you're just going to fall. Hopefully not snag your nuts on the way down. Because, <laughs> uh, I mean, harnesses just aren't comfortable for guys. No, they're not. Uh, speaking of falling, the salmon ladder, every single time. I, I mean, I know I had that, that same look on my face. But seeing you do it, where you would you, you do it, because you're... You're going up, and then you have that moment. Like you, you go up, and then it, you pause, and you've missed, and so now you're coming down, <laughs> and you realize and you're coming down. Scary at first. Yeah, I, I felt like right on my like back, and I was like, I, it felt like I'm falling for ten feet, and it's only like three. <laughs> three yeah, it's like, yeah, it's not even that. But like, and you're also like, oh shit, the bars. You cover your head because you don't know where the bars gonna land. It's a light bar, so it's not yeah. that bad. But yeah, not even like two pounds. <laughs> yeah. But it, it, so much fun. Um, and then watching you do the the ring thing the, the, like the last time when last my time. arms were just like no we're not <laughs> so, doing this anymore so sam sam gets all set up he goes to do it he leaves the platform and immediately collapses and i just mind stayed you, on the ground mind you this is after i fucked up my ankle so i'm, I'm over here hobbling around laughing at him <laughs> i managed yeah. i was like so uh sorry behind my ankle i guess i should, I should explain yeah i was that. gonna so, say we should go into that um so we did the one course uh you a speed course yeah it's a little speed course it's, it's a nice little course uh for the exception of these uh black I don't they're, know, they're foam pads pretty yeah. much but they're stood on their velcro and side so yeah. think of a rectangle um stood on its side uh, like a elongated flattened rectangle yeah uh probably two feet tall uh by maybe like eight inches wide yeah and you have to go and you have to run across them and they're velcroed to the floor so right. they are not sturdy right so you have to do like the one two three four get across yeah so my first time through i make it through i make it to those um and i i had more of a controlled fall when i made it to through there like yeah. i didn't i i managed to, to to ride like the last one down on its side like it fell and it fell on its side but i didn't fall off of it because i actually was still on it mm -hmm. but it, it fell off onto its side and I, I went through the rest of the thing so we end up doing all this other stuff and then we come back and i'm like i'm gonna do this one more time it was it was fun i want to try it again and we maybe we were talking about it and like when we originally talked about doing something like this i told you yeah i'd totally be down for going and, and twisting and breaking my ankle or whatever and <laughs> Then I, I take off and do it, and I hit those black boxes And again. right as you hit those black boxes, I yell, run like the Flash, Tom. <laughs> I didn't hear him, but I hit those boxes. And this time, not a controlled fall. My foot hits and just twists or rolls or something. And uh, I immediately felt so much pain run run into my ankle. Um and it hurt so bad. I immediately, I, I, I sat there. I was laughing at myself. So I sat there for a second laughing at myself. I got up and I just hobbled out because there's yeah. no way I could finish it. I, I was laughing and then I see you hobbling and I'm like, fuck, fuck. now I feel like an asshole, but I'm, I can't not laugh. I'm like, I'm laughing too. So like, it, it, like and so you do something like that. It's funny. It's just yeah, like. We all were because like right. literally I just yelled at you to run like the flash and you just tumble and go down. I mean, I, I'm, and I, JG, I his, his look on his face was great. Oh. Uh, it was like when when Evan did it, like I totally laughed like when he fell too, but because it's funny, 
And that's why, like, as soon as I fell, it hurt. But I'm still laughing because I'm having fun. Uh, and I, I also I had a pretty good idea that it wasn't broken. I was able to walk away, so I knew it wasn't broken when I started walking. Uh, it's swollen as all hell right now, but yeah, it I've, looks like it's swollen. It's, it's pretty swollen. Uh, I'll get an, an, an actual ice pack on um, when I get home and I'm in bed, and then I have some uh, ankle supports that I'll put on for work and stuff, and that should help me get through the day. Take some ibuprofen, stuff like that'll help. Overall, it was a lot of fun. I surprised myself with a lot of stuff. I'd never com- consider myself as being uh, very athletic, other than I was a swimmer. I love swimming. Um, being a swimmer is, is, is athletic. But I also haven't done it in a while, mm-hmm. so you, know, you kind of lose that. Um, being able to do some of those those things, even if it was just a one-off, I want to try this specific obstacle, and being able to do it was was awesome. Yeah, I it, I felt a lot better from going to play CLE or whatever the fuck it's called like six months ago to going here after going to the gym and whatnot. I definitely see improvement. And I, I this is going to be like a monthly occurrence. I got to do this more often. Yeah. And because I've already been considering going to Cleveland Rock Gym for one of my work out days a week because mm-hmm. I, I like bouldering. It's a lot of fun. And I don't know. Like I did the bouldering wall at um, Adrenaline Monkey. And I, I have a little fear of heights still. Like they tell you when you <laughs> get up to the top, commit and just let go of your arms and fall backwards i have commitment issues tom i, I, I can't commit that. to throwing my back <laughs> out before my body and letting it hit first partially because it broke yeah partially because like but i could break my legs versus my back if i fall with those like right. so logically i want to fall with my feet first because yeah. i rather have my legs break than my back break again right i didn't that's where yeah. i think yeah and but I'm also the kid who could never do a belly flop on a fucking trampoline because I didn't want to hurt myself. And like and so my reaction would just be cover my arms underneath me so it wouldn't be a belly flop. Right. Yeah, um I didn't do the rock wall thing, but uh I did we did that upper area and there was a couple of spots up there where I got real like I so I I don't really have a fear I think I figured it out. I don't have a fear of heights. It's a fear of falling from high places. <laughs> it's it's the fall that, that oh, bothers me. Oh no, I understand. Me. Like climbing Angel's Landing last year, like that's that's a fucking three thousand foot drop, and yeah. in some segments you're on like a three foot wide path mm-hmm. on a three thousand foot drop, and you're like, yeah, yeah, I'm dead if I misstep, right. and I misstep a lot. <laughs> so. Um, we were in that the the top floor, the second floor of this place, and we we're doing some of the walk around things up there. And some of the, I was good for the most part until I got to like, there. Well, like I I did it earlier on, but like the those two red beams that are pretty wobbly, that really got me because it's just it's not stable. Like being harnessed in, being up high and on a it's secure okay. platform, cool. Add in a wobbly thing, fuck that. <laughs> the uh the the round platforms that you did like on your way back in, yeah. I, I put a foot on one of those, realized how wobbly it was, and I went, fuck no. Nope. <laughs> and yeah. I, I went a different path. Yeah, those same beams you were talking about, I saw them, and I'm like, all right, I got to try to do this without grabbing on. Because, I mean, you're always gra- on yeah, I, a rope, would, yeah. so you could always grab that and have your balance. Mm-hmm. And I tried to do things without doing that yeah. as much as I could because I just got to push it to the limit. Yeah, I, uh, I, I tried that a little bit, but I definitely held on to my harness a lot. Yeah. Because, I, like I said, I do definitely have a, a pretty strong fear of heights i love you know roller coasters and stuff like that and getting up and and i see the heights and they freak me out but then the adrenaline kicks in from the roller coaster so it doesn't bother me as much also it lasts total of like 60 seconds in most cases um being up there and like trying to do some of those things and some of the wobble more wobblier ones uh really got to me and i was like i finished a couple things and then as i was making a loop i was like i'm just gonna head back in 
and I finished home, I finished up, went back in, and uh, I was talking to JG, and I was like, yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I understand your fear of heights, and there's a few <laughs> wobbly things in there that I would, that I, I, I pushed myself to do, um, but I definitely held on to the harness the whole way through. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it. I had to do everything up there, and so we're gonna have to push you to do everything up there, and so you could overcome your fear of everything. Because I, I was scared too. Yeah, we'll we'll see, we'll see. There were there were some interesting things. It's just once I get up there, and I if I start feeling because I I don't have the best balance to begin with. And I oh, I don't that. either. Yeah. And so when I when I start getting on wobbly things, that's a. Uh, I'm not not so good. Well, I went across that one obstacle apparently the wrong way. Oh yeah. So I get to this one obstacle and. Like there's no instructions on how to do them, and well, so they, and they tell you you know leave your hands off the, the it's the metal cord that they're referring yeah, to yeah not but the other cord they, they see they say leave your hand off the cord uh, they tell you, you know, you're looking at the metal cord but when you see other cords unless it's like a red cord you don't necessarily think of anything about it yeah. all the red cords you've been grabbing on the bottom exactly uh, so all the red cords up top you assume the same thing so I see this pulley system and but I, d- I didn't like recognize that it was actually supposed to like pull yeah. this platform across from the other side and I'm like oh this is going to be weird like it's going to counterbalance my gravity it's on a pulley system so I step out on the rope that is below me and there's a rope like at head level. So I just grab that and I sidle in between these two things. And eventually I get to the middle and my hands are above me on the rope above me because all my weight is on this lower bottom. And I'm like suspending myself from the top while tight walk- walking on the bottom. And then I get to this platform and get across. And they're like, you know, you're supposed to ride that platform and pull yourself across. And I'm like, no, <laughs> I had no clue about that. <laughs> The uh, that platform was not the easiest thing to move. Oh, dude, either. it was so much harder doing. I it that was because uh, I retried it. Okay, yeah, I I tried it, and once I got within maybe six, uh, probably I I don't know how far. I, it seemed probably further than what it actually was. So I'm gonna guess it was probably somewhere within like a foot of it. It got real hard to pull. I have to say, and Evan was a smart one to bring gloves. Yeah, I I'm I'm doing that next time because man, my hands are like rope burned, and I played my drums last night too, oh, and so I like raw. it like just pulled off some of the callousy parts, and yeah, a little raw, little raw. But uh, yeah, anybody in the local area, go check out. Adrenaline Monkey. It mm-hmm. is the shit. I'm sure we're going to go there again. We're going to post some videos of it. You have some videos of it. I don't yeah. know where you want to post them. Uh, I told Evan to take a couple of videos and, and send them to you. Yep. Yeah, I definitely want to see uh, myself fall and hurt myself. <laughs> well, I didn't hurt myself, but like, oh my God, I'm going to hurt myself. Oh, yeah. wait, no, I'm on a pad. Never mind. Right. Ah, so that was our week. What has happened in oh, the world's well, week? Uh, before I get to oh. that, uh, you had mentioned it earlier. Uh, my birthday was on Friday. Yes. Uh, so... I will uh, preemptively. I don't. Well, uh, preemptively and post emptively. Because if anyone posts on this, it'll be preemptive. But uh, so I want to say thank you to anyone who uh, who wished me a happy birthday. Um, You're welcome. Yeah, th- I said thank you to you as well and my family and whatnot. But uh, people who I don't really mess around on Facebook currently. So um, people post. I know people have posted there, and I didn't see them. But if they're listening to this. Uh, thank you. Uh, if you post on this or you post on the uh, Monster Hunter video where we also mentioned my birthday, uh, thank you for that on there as well. And with that being said, my birthday, I don't, I'm not, even, I mentioned in the, the Monster Hunter thing, it's not, my birthday's not a huge thing for me. Like, I'm not very, I'm not, like, I know, I've known people who are like, yeah, I'm taking off for my birthday. It's like my own personal holiday. I'm not that person. Um, my birthday is just another day of the week to me. And so I just kind of go about my business and if people remember, cool. If they don't, okay. I'm it was a Friday. It was a Friday. 
day of the week. Yeah, it was. But yeah, so um, yeah, you'll if you watch the monster thing, you'll see me probably turn red because of embarrassment of Sam <laughs> singing to me. Uh, and I, it's I'm not. Yeah, it's just not. Oh, no, that's good. So, I didn't even notice that. I'm, I'm, I, I could feel the embarrassment. Like I, I tried hard, and I know I didn't cover. Oh, I'm gonna it, have to embarrass like, you more often. So now. I was just like, I was staring, like just staring at the screen, like I'm, I want to kill you. <laughs> Like I even said, I'm gonna kill Sam. <laughs> You're not gonna see him again. <laughs> but I'm sure I turned red. Like I can almost guarantee you that. Oh, that'd be good. Uh, to so you see. might want to check that, and you can you can enjoy that. Um, yeah, if you, yeah, I'm. I, it's pretty easy to get me to turn red. I, it, I'll laugh because it's funny. Um, also because I'm just embarrassed, and I'll start laughing. That's just how I handle it. <laughs> it's the best way to do it. Laugh. <laughs> um. But yeah, so that's that. Uh, maybe one day we'll get more into like the whole birthday thing. Uh, we're kind of already running pretty long, so we shall jump into the news corner. The news corner. Uh, we'll start off with some sciencey stuff here, real quick. So they did a um, yeah, Digimon are coming back. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, they've, they've been around. <laughs> they haven't actually disappeared, but uh, we'll get to that one. <laughs> so Sciencey, so digital did. world. They did. Uh, they did some research trying to figure out why your mouth heals so much faster than like uh, your skin, uh, for example. And uh, they found a. Um, they found that the the cells in the skin have a lot of uh, what the, what's called SOX two, and because it has um, because it's always always has that ready and has a, a high volume volume of it, it's able to promote healing much faster rather than in your skin where it has to say, hey, we need this, get that here, mm-hmm. and then it starts healing. Yeah, like the one way they describe it here in this article is all of our cells have the genetic code to know what to do in mm-hmm. certain situations. Yeah. Um, so the mouth already knows what to do, the skin already knows what to do when it gets hurt, right. but the mouth is already preset to mm-hmm. be able to handle these. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, the mouth's a very important thing. Like, there's so much crap going in there. You can't have bacteria, like, just right. festering within the wounds and all that stuff. Because, um, I mean, our teeth grow bacteria every single day. We have to brush it off multiple times a day. And so, <clears throat> the mouth is already predisposed to, we need to heal up as fast as we can, because uh, this is a danger zone. Yeah. Uh, so I thought it was a cool, random little article. Um, I've taken like developmental biology and stuff like that in the past and it's one of those things that was really cool to me to to learn some of these different paths and stuff that cells take and the fact that there's still some interesting uh tidbits out there about them that we do not know yes uh and then uh i just saw this so it's not on your list but uh coca-cola is raising their prices so uh, I don't know if we've talked about it on this podcast, but me and you have talked about it. Wizards of the Coast is going to be raising the, the cost of uh, Magic cards and, and the various card games that they Due promote. to the tariffs. Yeah, due to tariffs. Well, due to those same tariffs, Coca-Cola is raising its prices. Good thing I don't drink Coke. So uh, if you love Coke out there, uh, you're going to pay more for it. Yeah, I mean, once that wall's up, you're yeah, not well, going to get it yeah. as cheap anymore well, coming across yeah. that border. Apparently our government's going to shut down because Trump wants his wall. He keeps threatening that. It hasn't happened yet, but we'll, no. we'll see. We talked about this last week um, about James Gunn uh, being fired from the Guardians of the Galaxy movies due to like tweets he made a decade ago. Yeah. Um, Ridiculousness. And, yeah, it was, it was ridiculous. Not in, and, definitely not in good taste tweets, n- but yeah. also... Ridiculous thing, now. ridiculous comments and stuff. There, ten yeah. years ago, and and he's made a lot of changes in his life since then. Um, he also doesn't make those kinds of tweets anymore, so kind of goes to show. 
and then uh, we talked about that some a lot of the people who were um, who immediately stepped up and backed him. Um, the guy uh, Mike, Michael Rooker who plays Yondu uh, quit Twitter. Selma Bla- uh, Blair is also uh, leaving Twitter for the same thing. So the cast, other than um, Batista who plays Drax, he he definitely has been very vocal about this firing. The rest of the cast made small comments of support but nothing directly uh, mentioning supporting Gunn or whatnot. A lot of them said they wanted to get more facts and stuff. Yeah, I mean, it has to be a, a weird situation oh, yeah. to go into. and Right. W- with all the shit that's been going on to celebrity yes. shit nowadays. So they, a lot of them said, you know, made very, whatever posts that they made, and they wanted to get more facts before they made a, a full comment. And now, today, the... Uh, the entire cast has put out a an open letter to everyone. They even have their signatures on them for the various members. It's in support of James Gunn being reinstalled into into the director position on uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. And I mean, there's it's a, it's a good it's a well written article a well written letter. They express that you know the time that they've spent with him, the years that they've spent with him on set. For, their, for all the Guardians movies, he is not that person anymore, and they understand it, and they also understand that, like, that's his past, and we all have them. It's what where you're currently moving to, and that your past doesn't have to define you, especially, yeah. um, you know, comments made in the digital era. Yes, they're, they're permanent, and, and we all need to really think about what we're putting on the internet, uh, what we're saying, and uh, keep that kind of stuff in mind. And, and they, you know, using his situation as a learning position, but understanding that he is he is so much better than than what he was yeah. 10 years ago um definitely recommended uh finding that article or finding the the letter and, and reading it reading i think it. it's i think it's important. heartfelt yeah it's, it's definitely heartfelt and definitely uh, important to the social contract that we're going to have moving forward in a digital era in in understanding what's going on yeah i don't know i don't know why i'm making this equation and jumped in my head but like it's almost you gotta pay more attention to what you're posting on the internet than oh, yeah. getting a bad tattoo or getting like dumb tattoos and shit. Because, right. Yeah, that's gonna stay with you forever. Right. But you can cover that up. Yeah. You can't cover up the internet nowadays. No, always. you can't. I mean, you can. Well, there are ways to, but there's always gonna be like that asshole who just goes all back and like, oh, you forgot about that ten years ago. Yeah. So after the uh, the James Gunn thing happened, I, I think it was um, the director from The Last Jedi. I can't remember his name now. That guy, yeah, but apparently he he deleted like thousands of tweets or something. I don't blame. Him. And they and they're like, oh well, what is he hiding? Well, he's hiding because what he may have said like ten years ago isn't who he is today. Mm-hmm. And now you're going to equate these two things, and it's going to cause problems. Yeah. So if he gets rid of them, it's not going to cause him a problem unless somebody already has them uh, screen capped. Exactly. I mean, and- James Gunn had 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 talked about these tweets that he made. He had talked about those previously. Like this wasn't even the first time he had talked about. Yeah, them. it was public but because information. It, but because it came out again, it's now cost him his job. It's a whole thing, and so other people are taking that and be like, I'm, "I'm getting rid of shit. Like I'm cleaning house," and I don't really blame them. And and then you had Roseanne Barr, who uh, was completely upset with the amount of support that James Gunn had got. Mind you, James Gunn's tweet ten years ago. Her tweet, like a month ago at this point, and then trying to justify it with, uh, with drugs. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, she can go fuck yourself. <laughs> exactly. Sorry, Roseanne. You uh, you're a douche. Yeah. So that that was that. Moving on to another person who uh, dealing with some of those same similar issues. Chris Hardwick. Yeah. Chris yes. Hardwick was removed from fucking everything on AMC. He lost all of his stuff. Like he so his ex had had kind of made made an open letter post about 
her about what she felt was emotional abuse and and various things going on in her relationship um like basically being being very here the relationship being very controlling and, and all kinds of different things happening in there um and i don't want to discredit her in any in any way because i don't know her situation i don't know anything about that relationship that being said um amc jumped on it and just removed chris hardwick from everything and they ran their own investigation and they feel that after their investigation he can be reinstated to his host duties on the talking dead I'm sure he'll return to his other shows as well. Again, I don't know the whole situation. It's just, I, we talked about it before, so I figured I might as well give the update to what's going on with it. It's a situation It's tough because I don't feel like, because I don't have enough information, it's hard for me to say that she's right or she's wrong. If what yeah. she says is remotely true, that's a real shitty situation. It's a real shitty relationship. And maybe Chris had learned from that and he is a better person, per, her person um, spouse, father now that in his current relationship. And, and maybe he's grown as well. So if that's the case, then Good. I'm not really going to. Again, I don't want to. I can't really make those kinds of judgments because I don't know the situation. Yeah, it's always hard for uh, the personal life yeah. situations because no one's there other than them. Yeah. It's he said, she said. Right. At that I mean, point, literally. Yeah. Unless there's evidence. It's right. He said, she said. Yeah. I mean, like he had some some text messages from her and and whatnot so i don't know what they shared and what they did but so moving on to my next article fucking game of thrones Mm -hmm. uh we we can't get the sixth book but they have decided on which of the five spinoffs that they were going to (laughs) use yeah which george george r r R. martin is going to be actively part of actively part again we can't get him actively a part of the fucking sixth book so we can finish the goddamn books yeah but we can get a new series of course he he's just a busy man you know he he needs to get those prequels done. He needs to get the new spin-off series done. Yes. He needs to help guide them in the TV series. He just can't finish the series yet. No. Because he's got to die first. Yeah, yeah, he does. He's going to follow Robert Jordan. I have a feeling. More than likely. But yeah, so uh, they started with five, and they whittled it down to the one that they wanted to use. And they're like, why did we need five? Well, because we knew if we did five, we'd find at least one that would be good. Right. Oh, yeah. So they they decided which one they're doing now, and it's like the the Golden Age Heroes, or they yeah. have, it's not a finalized name, is what they said, but it's the Golden Age Heroes is what they're choosing. And then uh, Pixel Three, uh, Google, Google Pixels, yeah, Google quote unquote accidentally revealed a massive Pixel Three upgrade. So they're getting like their own little uh, stand for it, and it'll have wireless charging in it. So they're they're joining into a lot of the basic modern phones at this point that all have the same thing. Apple and Samsung have had it for a few iterations yes. at least. I, I haven't ever jumped onto this wireless. I, Until you can have your phone and not need to put it on the charging dock, right? what's the point? Yeah. It's still there's, like plugging it in. You just aren't in... You're not inserting. Right. And I There's a couple of, um, of high-end cars that have the wireless charging stations mm-hmm. in the cars, which, okay, cool. I, it's not a deal breaker. If it didn't have wireless charging, I wouldn't give a shit, honestly. Mm-hmm. As long as it has a good battery that lasts, you know, all day like the last one did, I'm I'm cool. Yeah, I honestly don't think it's that groundbreaking feature at all. No. But here's the thing. I, I, I was going to ask you if you'd noticed this before. So on the Pixel XL, like mm-hmm. Google Pixel 3 XL, have you noticed the fucking smiley face no. on it? So the, uh, the Google Pixel XL will have two front-facing cameras, and they are in a little nook that also has the speaker from the phone. And it makes this fucking little face, and I cannot unsee it. I actually saw, I read an article that then bring that then brought it up, and I went, okay, so I'm not the only one who sees this, and now I can't fucking unsee it. It reminds me of uh, the blah blah blah. 
What's that dude? Big Hero 6. Oh, uh, Beta Max. Max. It's Beta Max. I want a Beta Max phone. But yeah, so the, the Google Pixel 3 will have a little nook and it has that feature on it. So it looks like a fucking little smiley face and I can't unsee it. I wonder if I you can it. mod the uh, Google Assistant to use Beta Max's voice. You might be, be able to. I mean, if you, can, I, I if you know what you're doing with hacking, I'm sure you can do it. Yeah, I mean, I, I used to I used to mod phones all the time because, fuck, I didn't want to run uh, fucking all the bullshit Android versions they had before. Now I have a uh, Android One phone, so I have all the bloat and all that bullshit gone. Yeah. But, yeah, like back in the day when you got the Galaxy S2 and all that with all the fucking stupid Samsung shit on it, take all that off, put CyanogenMod mod on it, life was great. So yeah, I just I was gonna point that out to you before, and I was like, I'll point it out to you now and see what your actual reaction will be. Betamax, and now everyone else knows about it, and they can all look at it and, and never unsee it. Never unsee the face, uh, which would be great because you know, I mean, it's a camera, so it'll be watching you anyways. Oh, of course, <laughs> it's not your phone. Always has. watching. Nineteen eighty four shit right here. Uh, and then you talked about this earlier. So Digimon isn't actually making a comeback. It's been around, uh, and they've had various series and stuff. And then recently, they put out the. Digimon Adventure Try, which brought back the original cast, a little bit older, and they went through, and I think they just recently finished it in Japan, so now they're working through the dub uh, of those movies. And then for the 20th anniversary, they've announced another movie, uh, which will again age all of those main characters that all be in like their early 20s, uh, which is something Pokemon just can't do. Like Ash is still fucking 10 years old. Yeah. Have you have you ever seen the meme of like old Ash? I I wanted to be the very best, so I worked hard. Blah blah blah, and it's like this old Ash with a beard, and <laughs> it, it looks like an old hobo, and it's like, <laughs> oh okay, interesting. <laughs> Is he gonna be a drifter now? <laughs> right, he's just drifting, looking for Pokemon all his life. <laughs> but yeah, so so Digimon's coming is making another movie. They also have a uh, a game that they're gonna be putting out called Digimon Survive. It kind of looks like a turn-based tactical game. Yeah, so it's uh, one part. Uh, I, I read a different article that uh, that really sums this up. It is one part uh, Fire Emblem and one. It looks like it's one part Fire Emblem and one part novel game. Like just the way it cuts in and looks. It it looks like one of those interactive novel games. So it might um, be kind of like, but it uh, plays the tactics of like, of a Fire Emblem game, like a Vi- Valkyria Chronicles like deal. Maybe I haven't. Hey, I need them. to go through those games. They're so good. But yeah, uh, it's it looks really cool. Um, it's a survival game. Obviously, survive is in the fucking title. Mm-hmm. Um, and your actions can change your outcome because if you kill characters and they're not coming back, type of deal. So okay, gotta, permadeath. I don't. I would. I'm not gonna say permadeath because they haven't really released enough about the game. There could be permadeath. Maybe in like a normal mode, there's permadeath. Easy mode doesn't have permadeath. That's a similar system that Fire Emblem has. Yeah. Depending on the harder hard difficulty you're playing on, you will have permadeath, which is the way it's meant to be played. Or you can do the easier one, which is what I've played, which doesn't have permadeath. Um, so that I mean, that's kind of cool. It looks really good. It's, it looks like it's coming in Europe and in the in North America. It looks like it's coming to pretty much every system, uh, which means it might be like a Switch game for me. Uh, if that's gonna be the yeah. case, I think that would be more appropriate than oh yeah, uh, definitely than an Xbox One, definitely. Um, and then uh, to the other side of Digimon, which is Pokemon. They Pokemon. gave some some uh, information about how shiny Pokemon are caught or found. Yeah, they're going to have little shiny little particles above their head in the overview world. Yep. And then when you go and fight them, you'll actually see their true shiny color. Yes. So if you're paying close attention to the, the screen, you'll notice it. If you're not, then you'll not notice it. And you can either miss the shiny or you can, act, you can run into it and be surprised that it is a shiny because you weren't fucking paying attention. Exactly. Uh, and then be upset with yourself that you didn't catch it. With the weird new Pokemon Go style Pokemon catching. 
Yeah, I, I'm still not sure how I feel about that, but the rest of the yeah. game kind of intrigues me. Yeah, it, it'll be it'll be interesting. It'll be a nice little change. And then uh, last little thing over uh, the weekend, the PSN network went down. I mean, you were like literally just talking about the PSN <laughs> network and how it always went down. And this is like the second time this month that it's went down. Uh, and I don't know why. I'm sure it was, you know, standard stuff with the uh, GDOS and whatnot. Yeah, they they always get hit really hard. And I mean, uh, since people are now paying for their service, they've definitely upgraded their service and done a much better job. It's not as rough as it used to be. They got it back up, though, uh, and I haven't really seen any other information on it, so I don't I don't have another update other than it's running. So who knows? Maybe the rest of the, the user information has been collected and, and all out there. Hopefully not. I don't have my credit card on there anymore, though. I will never allow uh, them to store my credit card information anymore. And now moving on to, I, mean, I don't even know, people failing to ghost ride. That's, that's what I'm yes. going to call it. Like, I don't, like... Ghost Ride, like Ghost Rider Whip, was a thing at one point, and people understood that you had to, to slow. slow the car down real slow to do this. To get out, walk around it, be like, yo, I'm a gangsta, G, maybe jump on top, like right. surf the car. Right. And now Drake puts out this new song about feelings, and people are jumping out of the car at like what looks like fucking 15 miles an hour. <laughs> it's, a, it's a decent clip, and um, they're like, just they think they're just going to walk out there and do this. I don't understand how this works i don't understand why this started i haven't seen the drake video maybe it's something in the drake video but it's fucking ridiculous and kind of funny watching them eat shit uh on the pavement oh yeah and trust uh, me uh, dude, oh, so one of the there was someone who got, apparently got blasted by a volvo or something i am there. not surprised um it's a whole fucking situation apparently it's, it's gotten so bad so there's been enough accidents that the uh feds have said hey stop being stupid yeah uh, it, it, <laughs> it, it it's retarded. Like the Department of Transportation has to tell America, like, don't get jump out of your car. <laughs> don't step out of a moving car. Like, it's not it even, might not end well for you. It's not even easy to tuck and roll out of a moving car. I've tried it. I was really drunk. <sighs> that might be. I, I figured that would actually help me tuck and roll, like the limberness of it. Mm-hmm. No, my ass just scraped along the ground, and I, I had road rash on my lower back. It's a uh, it's a whole situation. I don't understand why it's a situation. Um. There was a point in time where these challenges were something, uh, you know, constructive and creative. You know, ice bucket challenge, for example. At when least, people actually the, donated money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but it also brought the the whole illness into the into the light of day. Mm-hmm. So that that proved to be its own uh, valuable asset. But still, it's kind of ridiculous. Like we've we've gone from that to Tide Pod challenges to. This type of stuff. I mean, granted, there was always things like the uh, gallon milk challenge yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah, eating a you... fucking teaspoon of cinnamon and uh, not trying to swallow it because yeah. it's fucking impossible. Right. Or the uh, the salt and ice. You can burn yourself. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Because yeah, it changes the freezing temperature. Yeah. And because it does that, it'll actually burn your skin. There's so many of the like legitimate ones from back in the day. But uh, now we just got stupid shit. Now it's like, hey... Try and do something and hurt yourself. Yeah, like the most legit one was fucking flip a bottle. Yeah. The bottle flip. Bottle flip, yeah. Well, and then there was uh, there's another one of those ridiculous ones where there was some YouTube couple that they watched something and, and they saw someone stop a bullet with a book. And so then they decided to try it and the girl fucking killed her boyfriend because she shot him. And the book... Uh, Go figure, didn't stop the bullet. It it doesn't. It doesn't. It's bullets. Um, I mean, okay, yeah. Depending on bullet, depending on caliber, depending on the, the thickness of your book. Yeah, 
thickness of the book, it could theoretically stop it. it. I've seen it, it could. happen. It could. Um, um, Theodore Roosevelt had a book in his pocket and got shot, but that was what back in the nineteen thirties. Yeah, with the around with probably not a lot of powder and blah, it, it hit his book and he he survived. Right. But um. Or like the people who had Bibles, but then they also have the crosses behind it. So mm-hmm. it hits the cross and it stuns them. It causes a problem, but it doesn't kill them because it's, you went through a book, slowed it down, then hit the, the cross yeah. and stopped. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's that. And I have people being stupid. It's a daily occurrence. occurrence in this day and age. Um, yeah. Well, that was, that's, uh, that's our news corner. It's, uh, yeah. Yeah. Not much productive going on recently in the no. world. That I've seen, at least. No. Um, uh, most of the... Yeah, a lot of the big cons have come and gone. The next one that that intrigues me is... Um, I believe it would be like the, the New York Comic Con. But then yeah, there there are other random ones, you, like Gamescom and BlizzCon and stuff like that, that, that come up that I don't really think about. Um, so since I don't really think about them, when I, when I do see the information, I go, oh, shit, and then I'll, I'll bring it up. But uh, you never know. Maybe we'll get something interesting out of Blizzard. Yeah, actually, now that I think about it, uh, there are some cool events starting to come on around Cleveland area, even Akron area and whatnot. With me participating in the newer drum jams popping up, I met some people recently, and there's this one guy who's been putting on a lot of like positive events and whatnot. He actually puts on the Squires Castle drum jam, uh, the Moonlit drum jam. He's going to do one up uh, in Solon up here in Ohio around a fire, around a little bonfire at a little area. But he's also doing these other cool events like he, he shared this video on Facebook the other day and then was like, hey, guys, does anybody want to help me do this? But there is this group. I can't remember what city it was in, but they just go and everybody brings two chairs. They just bring bottles of water. They just set up and sit down in like a park or whatnot and invite people to come and just talk to them. Say whatever you need to say. Get whatever you need to get off your chest. And we're here to listen. And it's called the um, Listen on the Sidewalk Movement. And so they're going to start doing this down in Akron. I, I, I actually think it's kind of a cool idea. Like, yeah. just, hey, we're random people. We're here to listen. Bitch to us about whatever you want to bitch to us about. You'll never probably see us again unless you walk by us again when we do this next time. Right. So I don't, it's kind of a cool thing because I've found, especially with recent things going on, like just going and talking about them helps you feel better about it. Yeah. And sometimes talking about it with a complete stranger is the best thing because who cares if they judge you? Even if they do judge you, you got it off your chest and you feel better about it. Yeah. So um, there are some positive movements going on up here in Cleveland. Uh, and now that I think about it, some good things coming to light. So um, as I find out about more of these things, I'll share it and uh, let people know. But uh, this will be on August 11th, and it will be at Highland Square in Akron. So if anybody wants to go, take a couple of chairs. Or if anybody wants to go and just get shit off their chest, go check it out. I'd go, but I will be, thankfully, in Washington at that point in time. Right. And uh, be on the 11th. Yeah, I get there the 10th. Yeah, the 11th, I will be going and adventuring into the Cascade Mountains. Nice. Can't wait. Should be fun. Yeah, I need to catch some um. trout. I said, do you have anything else? Nope, nothing okay. else for me. That that was that just was, a random. No, that's, that's awesome. Um, and and while that would be a great note to, to end on, I have another note. I would I want to leave you with one up me. Every I'm time. not gonna one up you. I just, <laughs> that's, that that was like heartfelt and great. This is um this is how my life works. So, so me and my my oldest brother Ray have a an interesting relationship, and we've had we at one point we had a conversation that was completely in gifts of um from like Jay and Silent Bob stuff. And it was fucking hilarious, and it made complete sense. 
and it's just how we work. It just, it was great. And then the other day I got an email, uh, it was probably like Ticketmaster or uh, uh, Live Nation email. And I noticed that Sting and Shaggy are doing a tour together. I've also recently found out that that's not just a tour. You it's didn't know about that album. album? No, I also found out that it's an album. Yes. So, but so before this is before I, I found out that it was an album. I sent Ray, my brother Ray a text and said, "I thought you should know that we live in a world where Sting and Shaggy are touring together." And eventually, he texts me back and goes, "Like a Tantric used to be in the Police Sting." Or WCW with a baseball bat sting. <laughs> because honestly, the latter would almost make as More much sense. sense. Uh, and then I go, police sting with Shaggy, who gave the advice of it wasn't me. And then uh, he goes, oh, I knew it's Shaggy. There's only one Shaggy. You, unless you What? Uh, we'll get to that. And so unless you're, you're talking about solving mysteries. Okay. <laughs> and he says... Uh, that almost makes sense, though. Sting use, has always had a thing for reggae music, and he's kind of the kind of artist that likes to push his boundaries. And I was like, well, I wasn't sure. Uh, maybe you thought baseball bat Sting was helping those pesky kids and their dog solve mysteries, <laughs> to which we then started a new topic of, man, that would be a really cool thing. That, uh, that would be an awesome crossover episode of Scooby-Doo, you know, make Big Papa Pump Stinger, uh, working with Eric Bischoff as the villains and have Sting and DDP help the gang. I totally watched that sh- the shit out of that episode is what Ray sends me. <laughs> be uh, random uh, as fuck. Uh, uh, Big Papa Bump Steiner, he, he, yeah, he corrected that. And then uh, I said... I'm like I feel like Stone Cold Steve Austin would would somehow be involved, and he would he would be the angry hotel owner. And then Ray uh, uh, reminds me that that would have been uh, a three way crossover with WCW and WWF and and Scooby Doo, and yes. that wouldn't work. And I said, but it's all WWE now. Yeah, all um, of it. And he's like, right, but we want, you want those characters in their prime then. Uh, so that would be back in WWF, and so then you also have WCW, and you can't combine the two. I well fine, but I really wanted the Macho Man to sell the the game the Scooby the box of Scooby snacks. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> he can Ray goes. He could have a booth at, at whatever carnival they're at. <laughs> How did this episode not happen in the early nineties? <laughs> it practically writes itself. <laughs> that was my conversation with my brother. <laughs> I just thought I would share that with you. But yes, I did not know that the uh, the Shaggy thing was a uh, an album. Yeah, I listened to it. I don't know. Weird. Yeah. It's interesting. I have not listened to it. I saw it, and I, I went weird. Amuse yourself <laughs> if you want to. Yeah. That's probably what it's going to be. Amuse yourself. Yeah. Uh, better or worse than the Hailstorm album we were listening to. I enjoyed that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely better. Yeah. Or Hailstorm. Hailstorm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it was, it's, uh, Hailstorm's a good album. I, I Like I said to you, it, to me, it's polarizing because it's not the old Hailstorm stuff that I, I'm used to listening to. Um, it's not bad, but to go from like these heavier things to these more poppier things, it becomes a little polarizing when you're listening to it, but it does have some, some continuity in the way it's written. It seems very much about relationships and, um, how crazy they can be, whether it's drugs or over-sexualized or whatever it happens to be, but it's different and, and it shows an evolution in the band and it, it would be interesting to see how they take that evolution with their next album. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming that they're not going to go Paramore and go full pop, but maybe they hit it big and that's what they do. But, yeah. Or maybe they're like, okay, that was cool. We're going to go back to this grungier sound that we were doing. Well, Hailstorm was pretty big, and then they just kind of faded for a little bit. Yeah. 
I mean, you can they, can, they still do a lot of stuff. I mean, they're going to be touring with uh, in this moment with their big tour coming out for this album. I got nothing else. I'm rambling at this point, and uh, we should probably end the podcast. Well, if you like this, give us a like on whatever platform you hear us on. And if not, go find us on Facebook. Give us a like. uh, Leave us some comments. Leave us whatever you want to leave us. Right. Um, Say happy birthdays. Say go fuck yourself. Check out the YouTube channel and leave comments there. If there's anything you want to, that you would like to hear our opinions on or want to bring to our attention, leave a comment in any of those places YouTube, Facebook. Well, until next time, bye. Bye.